and talking to our friends. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hellboy Book Club. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with Aubrey Lovelace. And I'm Danielle. And I'm Hayden Orr. And I'm Wes. Hey, hey the gang's all here. We got everybody here. here. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Yes, this is our book club podcast. We're reading comics, we're talking to our friends, and here's Danielle to tell you all about oh, it. Oh, man. So here's what we're going to do we're going to. We're going to read it. We're going to tell you what we're going to read and then we're going to read it. And then we're going to talk about what we read. And then you're going to listen to us talking about what we read. And then you're going to talk about what we talked about when we were talking about what we read. And you're going to talk about what you because you also read it. And then we're <laughs> going to talk about what you talked about when you talked about us talking about what we read. And that's a book club. And that's friendship. Back to you, John. Oh, awesome. Yes. Thank you. Awesome. I got some shouts outs for this week. I want to give outs. some shouts, shouts outs. Out. Um, so I got a shout out. Uh, yeah, Clayton Schofield. Oh, Clayton Schofield. Book club member. Yeah. yeah, Clayton, he sent me an actual letter, like an actual Hey You Damn Aww. Guys, like snail mail that. style. Oh, wow. Please you know, free to write us All the way over here. Yeah. yeah, so that was really cool. You guys asked for it. You guys yes. asked for real mail. We did. We did ask for a snail mail. Yeah, if you so want to send sweet. a snail mail, just uh, let me know. So I want to come back and do like a proper listener feedback because we have like a lot of listener feedback that has piled up oh, okay. in our hiatus. So I'm not going to do all the listener feedback now, but I wanted to give a shout out yeah. to Clayton and thank him for that. And then we'll come back. That's lovely. Maybe next time we'll come back and do a listener feedback where we just talk about all the listener feedback from all the episodes since all the friendship, all the friendship. There you go. Yeah. Is, uh, is Clayton the first one to send you uh, like an actual letter? so far no well okay so i know at johnston he sent us um an actual letter with some cool stuff and then um i also got a shout out uh ryan yule ryan yule um i got a christmas card from ryan yeah every holiday oh and so baby was crying and his baby was crying (laughs) (laughs) was crying from santa claus or whatever it was really cute that they included that picture so yeah shouts out to ryan too but yeah, there's been a couple. There's, there's been, been a couple lot, that yeah. have sent us Didn't, some nice uh, stuff. I mean, Matt Strackbine. Oh, Matt Strackbine, obviously. You know, stuff, yeah. he's he sent us stuff. Ross has also sent us some Ross stuff. Rocky. Yeah. And um and um, our friend from down under as well. Oh, Mark, Mark. Tweedell. Yeah, Tweedell of course. Yeah, Mark has sent us a lot of stuff, but not a lot of personalized letters. Like when I'm thinking about like right, letters, no, sure, actual yeah. like correspondence. Right, right, right. I got a shout out, David Jacoy. Book club member David Jacoy. <laughs> that was amazing. That was kind of like, that, that was that was incredible. Let's assign it, John. Let's. No, no, no I want to keep that one. I, I want to keep that one. So, David, th- this is a great story that I just got to tell. So, okay. David lives in Hungary. Okay. And Mark Laszlo, awesome Hellboy artist, also lives in Hungary. And David knows Mark Laszlo, oh, wow. and he's bought art from him over the years. And so David That's was saying so cool. that he was, David was telling me that there's a local bookshop, and Mark Laszlo did a Hellboy sketch, and it's been up in this bookshop. And he said it's been there over a year. Oh, jeez! And he said like every That's time awesome. he goes to this bookshop, he sees it, and it's like I can't believe this yeah. is still here. And um, snap that up. And so David was like, "Well, I already have a Mark Laszlo, but I'm going to go ahead and buy this one too." And then he posted it on Facebook, and he was like, uh, "I already have one, but if anyone is looking for a Mark Laszlo, right. so I was like, this is so nice. I've been trying to get a Mark Laszlo right. piece forever. I've, I actually like I've the on the Buff raffle, I was trying to get that Mark Laszlo piece. So I contacted David, and 
he sold it to me for the you know the same price that he paid for it, and I just got it in the that's mail. Aw, that's and it's so awesome. Wow. And so now that's I so finally nice. have the Mark Laszlo Hellboy. And it's really to, it's awesome. Yeah, and so I actually messaged David and I thanked him for saying it to me, and he said, coincidentally, I saw Mark Laszlo today. Oh wow! And he was like, and I told him that you have the sketch now. Oh, that's oh wow! You know what awesome. I mean? And so I was like, oh, that is so cool! It's so cool, just that he knows people, but also like, yeah. I love the international yes nature of this whole thing. Like, it's just yeah. I don't know. Friends it's just from everywhere. This, this this book club has been so awesome. It's really connected us to so many awesome people. So wonderful. I just share that story, and I'll share scans of that awesome Mark Lazlo. It's really piece great, and there's on our social media, uh, on, like it's the the sketch of Hellboy. It's is amazing in and of itself, obviously. But then on the back of it, there's like a no, big Nordic farmhouse. Oh right, or so it's it's like it was part of something scenic. else that he was drawing. It looks like panels as well. Yeah, and then he flipped it over. It might be from Space Ghost from his. <laughs> Um, self-published uh, graphic novel that I have a copy of, but it also might be from something totally that, that we, maybe from he a did Hellboy a, comic. He did a, he did stories for um um oh uh, what's the Muppet guy Jim Henson's um oh. ghost ghost stories and it was oh, a oh you're right wow. okay yes the two uh, twins I'm... being left in the woods or something like that oh okay. you're right maybe it's pages from that hey, yeah thank you for pointing that out Wes um. There's an awesome Jim Henson storyteller. I think it's called Jim Henson Storyteller Ghosts. And it's yeah, got a cover. Yeah, it's got a cover by Mark Laszlo. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, wow. he did a whole story in there. Which I like. I tried to get a page from that from Mark Laszlo. I like messaged him through um I DM'd him through Instagram. And he's like super responsive. He's yeah. like nice. he's like, oh, you know, like he's pretty awesome. Were you able to get the page or what happened with that? No, I ended up buying another he was like, I have this page from he did a he, he did his own self published story about a oh, ghost cool. clown. I forget the name of it. The, the yeah, ghost yeah. clown. That's what it's called. Oh, I said no. space ghost. I said space ghost yeah, earlier. Space it's ghost called, is no, a different guy. I'm so sorry. It's called <laughs> ghost, ghost clown. Ghost. Is, it, uh, it's yeah, called ghost, a, clown. It, ghost clown yes i have i have that too wes that, that's a really cool one now, I yeah it was a good it. so i bought one of the pages from that i bought the three skeletons singing on the tv oh, oh cool. man and then he was like page. can i do you a sketch he was like can i draw a sketch for you and i was like yeah totally uh he was like what do you want and i was like hellboy so <laughs> i drew a hellboy and then he put it on his time lapse for his instagram and oh, i like cool. screen recorded the him drawing the drawing. Oh, oh man. wow, that's, that's awesome. cool. That yeah, awesome. send me uh, send me scans of that, and I'll post them on our social media. Really cool. I should say, like, yeah, well, there was that very popular Space Ghost Coast to Coast show, and it's hilarious and fun. Oh I do God. remember watching the original Space Ghost <laughs> oh, yeah. show with my I dad, with the like children and the monkey, etc. <laughs> and it was very what? weird. Yeah, Just it was the uh, oddest show. Wasn't the monkey named Blimp? Yeah. Space Ghost has got two young uh, child sidekicks, and then they yes. have their own sidekick that is just yes. a monkey in the Space Ghost sidekick uniform, yep. which is amazing. <laughs> okay. I remember, uh, it's I, very odd. I never saw the original like show until it like came on Boomerang years and years and years yeah. later, but I used to get in trouble for watching Space Ghost Coast to Coast on Adult <laughs> Swim when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, it's Mark Hamill here. Whoa! Look who's here, young people. It's none other than Duke Fartknocker. Luke Scott. Skywalker. Luke Skytopper of the popular Space Wars science fiction mega empire franchise. Nice. I uh, I actually used to watch the Space Ghost um, back when it came on in the Saturday morning cartoons. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. That I used old. to watch all those reruns <laughs> of all that, like the Space Ghost, and then the, what was the one that had the the uh, Triceratops but had a million legs like a caterpillar or whatever? I don't remember that Thundar? one. Thundar? 
Yep. Oh, Thundar uh, the Barbarians. Thundar and the Barbarians, yes. Thundar the Barbarian. And he had the, yeah. the uh, gorilla, like, rock golem There was the a blobs. bunch of that bullshit going on. Oh, yeah. They had, like, Hanna-Barbera had a whole, like, gigantic, like, 12-issue crossover series with, um, like, Jeez. Space Ghost and Thundar and, like, uh, Frankenstein Jr. and Johnny Quest. Like, all those old wow. Hanna-Barbera comics. They, like... Johnny Quest really kicked off just so much pop culture that we just take for granted now. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. That show kicked off a lot of shit, man. But we're not here to talk Sorry. about those old-timey <laughs> cartoons. Sorry. We're here to talk about Sword of Hyperbora issue number two. We really are. This is an issue that was released about a month ago on February 16, 2022. Story by Mignola and Rob Williams. Art by Lawrence Campbell. Colors by Quentin Winter. And cover by Lawrence Campbell and Dave Stewart. Quentin Winter is a fucking dope-ass name. That, it yeah. is. But he's also like a, a dope-ass colorist. Name. Yeah, it does sound like a fucking spy name. Yeah. If, and it would be a terrible spy name. Oh, yeah. Because you'd be like, Quentin Winter? That's very recognizable. <laughs> no, no, no. Put him, put him in, the, in the jail cell already. I don't, I don't trust him. So um, I want to talk about this cover. So obviously, um, amazing work by Lawrence Campbell and Dave Stewart. So when I saw this cover, I thought that this was going to be the monster from Witch, Witchfinder in the Service of Angels. But it's not. We're going to find out on the issue that it's something completely different. But anyway, uh, it looks amazing. I love all this. It's a man bat. I just got to say, <laughs> that that like lavender, like purpley color that, oh, yeah. that Dave Stewart, he Dave Stewart puts it on a lot of Mignola stuff. It's on that, uh, that Bride of Frankenstein poster that they did for Mondo. Mm. It's on a bunch of Hellboy covers. And I, whenever I see that Dave Stewart like lavender or whatever, color that actually is it's i'm sure it's got a different name or hue or right whatever. yeah i get fucking hyped i love that color yeah, man. <laughs> nice. that's a lavender that's a lavender all right so uh just some uh general discussion about the issue i guess i want to jump to hayden and wes first of all something that like has been on my mind since the first issue of this series is okay uh i mean lawrence campbell's art is like always like on point like it's 10 yeah. 10s across the board but this series like i don't know if it's if he's just like like working even crazier or if the uh quentin winters colors are like sort of making uh everything pop more but it feels like he's going like it feels like lawrence campbell's going harder than before on the it art it feels like they're fucking pumped to right. make this yeah. oh yeah you know i mean like yeah. this series feels like it 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 you know, is it's like a small. It's literally about an object, essentially, but it feels yeah. so massive. Like these yeah. pages that that Lawrence Campbell is putting in, like the scale on, like the the page with the blimps and the moon and the you yeah. see the very bottom of like the cityscape, like the top of this, uh, the building. Oh yeah, it's it does. Fucking, it's a very grand scale. Oh yeah, and uh, I know you guys haven't read issue three, but there's even more of that, like grand, like big, huge. There's scale a third issue and... that came out. Yes, it did. But I wanted us to talk about this one first before we read it. Oh. So I have it. We can read it. We can read it right after you we're have done. Have it there and tell me. Give it in my, <laughs> my little hands. But uh. Oh. One, one thing I think is interesting about you mentioning that Hayden is the issue two sold in its entirety. Like one wow. person yeah. bought the entire issue, I believe. Yeah. Oh wow! Um, like oh, we did. We yeah. 
Yeah, as soon as Lawrence Campbell put them up, they they disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Who was it Ryan Ole? <laughs> I was. I, know, I said right? the same thing. I that's, was like, I bet I know who bought that. That's what I was thinking. No, he's he's buying. A, he's too busy buying up all the Atron yeah. pages. I don't oh, know if yeah. you've seen that. He's got like the last four pages of Atron or something like Good that. On him. So yeah, More really cool. I, I I love uh, I love his collection. Yeah. And um, he's such an awesome guy. He's so you know nice to I put mean? that online for everyone. There's to look anyone, at if and there's everything. anyone who's like being a steward of yes. the art, yeah. you know, is definitely Ryan. He's absolutely oh, yeah. a, uh, yeah, cataloging that oh, for everybody. Definitely. Like a little, he's got his, like a library he, now. He's got to have like just one wall of his house that's worth like thousands and thousands <laughs> of dollars. Yeah. Just from oh, all yeah, the yeah, art that's sure. like hanging on there. And even more than that in emotional currency. Of course. <laughs> yes. Um, no, but these pages, the, the, these books really do feel like they are having a fucking blast. Like they're fucking yeah. psyched to make this book. When you're an artist and you you're working on, you know, with somebody like Mike Mignola, who's like just already an amazing creator to work with, but then he's like, "You want to draw a book with a, a vampire werewolf with a fucking caveman sword chopping up a bunch of <laughs> fucking shitheads?" It's like you want to oh, draw blimps? Of you want to draw fucking blimps? Of course, you want to draw do. fucking man bat? Wear bat? <laughs> With a big fucking magic sword, you want to draw that? Yes. Um, what are what were some of your uh, standouts on this issue, Wes? I mean, I just I just feel like we're back. Like BPRD is back. I know it's not BPRD, yes. it's not Edward Gray, but it's like, man, we're back. We're back in this thing. We're doing yeah. it. Again. Oh yeah. my god, I put it down. I thought we were done. I cried for days, and now we're back. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a great way to describe it because I mean, immediately I'm Perfect like, timing for us though. I I put down this issue, right. <laughs> and my immediate thought was like, who the fuck is Grafling Dagatha? Oh yeah, who is the? How dare they put this awesome character in yeah. there for one issue? Throw this in there. Oh, you know, here's this like awesome like vampire werewolf hybrid person who gets possessed by the sword and does this awesome thing. And okay, we're just gonna throw I that out there. My right. little fucking and mind. I was like, oh my God, this character yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Like I just could not stop thinking about this character. I like that. So basically, so she starts she's part of the Germans, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, her yes. her father uh is was a German uh, noble, right. wasn't he? And he adopted her uh overseas right. and they kind and of so became like a little meets- a little ghost and monster hunting duo right they allude to like this whole history but i guess like she gets um recruited by this guy more to go check out this weird thing but really it's a trap for her they're trying to lure her there thinking that they're gonna like but then when she comes in contact with the sword she gets like she has this whole other mission, right? It seemed like I guess before the sword, it didn't seem like she really cared too much about the war. I think she even says something to that effect. Once she gets it, it's it's just the coolest thing. It is the coolest book that I've ever seen. It was like so awesome. Oh this yeah. This guy says uh, Germany has a mission for you, which I feel may play to your esoteric interests. Right. Or and he also says thing to say. when he also says your duality, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. like, oh, I guess you're assuming my heritage. But like he knows yeah. because it was a trap. Yeah. yeah, it was a trap. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well yes. she yes. she comments on that, doesn't she? She she says she's fairly certain that he doesn't know exactly right. about yes. her being Yeah. A... She was wrong about that. Yeah. Right. Um we've also got our historical fiction in here. They talk about the bombing of London. And that's where the you get those huge blimps and all that stuff. So that is something that Zeppelins. happened. Um the Zeppelins, yes. Thank you, Aubrey. This is from the International Encyclopedia of the First World War. 
Germany's aerial campaign against Britain in 1916 caused 4,700 casualties. Still, the raids failed to break the morale of the people. In fact, rather than demand the government sue for peace, as Germany had hoped, the raids led civilians to clamor for reprisal raids against German towns and cities. They also mentioned the Battle of Waihawei. This is part of the First Sino-Japanese War. I guess like that's where she lost her parents or something right. like that. But they kind of... Um, I always got to point out the historical fiction in there. We saw a weird little thing that has popped up in a lot of different stories. Did y'all catch that? Uh-huh. The uh, the idol well, of Zarahem, is it? The idol of Zarahem, yeah. yeah. So the idol of Zarahem, um, we saw it in The Visitor. So in The Visitor, we saw it in prehistory. Then we saw it in Victorian times in Witchfinder Beware the Ape. Then we saw it in 1933 in Tony Massell's Finest Hour with Lobster Johnson. Then we saw it in 1952 with Hellboy and the BPRD. Then again with The Visitor in 1978. And then now here we are in 1916. Well, I guess this would have been before. Uh, but anyway. It's another link in the... Uh, it's another link in the... Yeah. In the trail yeah. Of, the, uh, of that particular item. Of that Z- Zaraham. And um, I think, Aubrey, you were pointing to this earlier. Lawrence Campbell's depiction of that Heliopic Brotherhood poster... We've seen it a couple times. Yeah, oh, yeah. Lars. Yeah. God, it looks so cool. Yeah, I think it's un- unbelievable. What's the saying? What? Uh, and Lars had said, behold, and light shone forth or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Hayden, are you a member of the Heliopic Brotherhood of Ra? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> John, I... You're I, I, yourself I, for the Osiris Club? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're a, a better pedigree, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> better parties at least oh yeah definitely. people are not turned into a werebat well um, I, I mean that's what makes it a good party though mm. <laughs> that is so, something to think about you shed your body for a steel body yeah, yeah. and then eventually <laughs> a regular body again yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i wanted to talk about um the wolf again okay so they the lure what? the wool of the wool of so they lure Degatha to this thing um they're gonna like turn her into their okay what is the what are the vril crystals that they have what is yeah, the vril crystals, crystals? And the color. i was about to say are we not gonna fucking talk about this i wanted to talk about it with the cover too i mean uh, yeah the, the color I, I like if we keep going into color that color means something right yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean i don't know is it the same color is it the same color as um liz liz yeah is it the same color as liz power yeah. Is it the same orange? Yeah, well, it's okay. Same, right? yes. In the beginning of the issue, it's there with the sword, but we know the sword was left there by Galdinar, right? So how did right. the crystals get there? Maybe... That's a good question. Uh, maybe it was there, because isn't that he dropped it where he fought that... Uh, yeah, the monster. That arc drew him. I was going to ask, I, I don't remember, I mean... I think maybe Mark Tweedo would know, but have we we haven't seen a real crystal before, no. except for maybe you, you could consider um, at the end of the Devil You Know when oh. Liz is in the crystal. Yeah, when they go, oh, she is a crystal. She's okay. a real crystal. Yeah, yeah. and which could this also be a chunk of crystal could that, that grows be a off chunk of that, that right? Because yeah. oh uh, shit, because the, the implications uh, of that are fucking fucked up. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. No, you're good. The because uh, she was <laughs> crystallized like the weren't the seven princesses in Frankenstein right Underground. Her. Frankenstein Underground. Uh, yeah, they were in crystal too. Remember, I think weren't yes. they? Yep. Yes. So maybe it's yes. saw that in um we saw that in oh, Frankenstein Underground. Brain. Yeah, maybe oh, that's a chunk of uh, that's Frankenstein like a... will end up in a in a crystal at some point. Maybe. Yeah. 
crystallized Frankenstein. That's yeah. a new one. I love that's that. A, that's, our, that's a new sideband we have to create. The new sideband that we have. It's, it's the five of us. Yes. <laughs> um, Crystallized Frankenstein. Um, I saw this, though, and I, I, I fucking went ape shit. I just, my brain caught fire, and I was yeah. just, ah. So I love all of these. I love to be able to fucking nerd out about all these different uh, hypotheses with y'all. One thing that happens at the end, okay, so she gets the sword. The wolf appears, right? And it talks to her. It seems like the wolf is there or it alludes to it, I guess, when they're bringing her towards the crystals. Then when she breaks out of it, it, there's the warrior again, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's such an awesome panel, too by the way. I, yeah, I love that guy. I love the warrior standing over her. And then when she takes the sword, I feel like that then possesses her, right? To do, because she's like, at last, after years of searching, my purpose was clear. To get the crystal and kill all these guys and, I guess, take down those zeppelins also. Yeah. Well, when she's right. holding it, when she's, you know, when she picks it up and she's like, I understand, it's got the, uh, you know, the, the crackling energy like it does whenever in the first issue when Galdinar, you know, it's like going into his arm. I think. Oh it's the yes, same. yes, you're right. So and then so this character she dies, right? I mean, I guess because she ah. goes up into the zeppelin, it crashes down. I mean, I guess we don't really we don't really see what happens in the water. But then again, yeah, we get know. the we get the wolf at the end. It says Chicago. That was also the last lines of the previous issue. So like, right. I don't I don't know what any of this means. It's fucking cool as hell. Wait, but so, I mean, what is what is happening here? I so, think. She, I think it's left open enough for, for especially since she's like supernatural. You know, she's not human. Oh yeah, you're so, right. You're right. You know, they could be definitely be like, oh yeah, she she swam away. She she wolf vamped out and uh, <laughs> vamp vamp yeah. wolfed out and swam away. And she's been you know fighting evil shit for like the last you know hundred years in secret or whatever. She's got the warrior sword. She's got the the crystal of power. She like, and she's a vampire monster. Yeah, they talk about uh, how she was bitten years ago, and she's a vampire werewolf hybrid, which is so fucking cool. It's, that, uh, now, why has bat, that not been introduced? A into this bat. Before? <laughs> yeah, they haven't even like, put it. They haven't even given us that yet. They call her the so Volskak, and I I wanted to bring this up because I actually looked for that specific term. And I know, uh, you know, back when you guys were like covering the Hellboy short stories, there's that one where he's hunting um, the vampire countess and he meets the Varkolak, which Vark- is yeah. the Vikolak. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't remember. It's been so long ago. I don't remember when you guys talked about that. If you like, because when you look up like the Varkolak or the Vrikolikus or it's, it's, it's online, it's Vrikolikus. It's like yeah. Greek. There's a lot um, of stuff. It's actually like the real mythology of it is it's more of a werewolf vampire than like a vampire right. thing. Right. Uh, and yeah. I think I did, oh. I, I did look it up too. It also said that it it's Serbian. It has a lot to do with like a zombie as well. And yeah. Stuff it's like, that, it's so. like it's because vampires are like in older lore, like way more like undead right. like corpses than like somebody that's just drinks blood and is pretty. I was just like interested because she's more of like what the actual like being from mythology would be than the Varkalak yes. that we right. saw in that Hellboy oh, short story. Okay. Because in that cool. short story, like he's like a giant ghost vampire yes. that eats the <laughs> right, right, right. Um it's like a big looming face or something. Yeah. yeah. 
So this guy here has like the sword motif in his in his helmet here, or she does, or whoever this is. Oh yeah, that's right. the, yeah. the, yeah. Ancient, the warrior ancient warrior. spirit. Yes, yeah. the warrior spirit. And so I like that's is that a that's a Galdinar type spirit. <clears throat> well, that's the same one that we saw in Abyss of Time yes. that possessed him right, right, then. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that all yeah. makes me feel like this is a very it's this this is the same fucking story. I mean, this panel with with her with the real crystal and the sword. Yeah, that all has to be connected. Like that's all. That's the same shit. Right, right. But it's a it's another version of what we're seeing. Like there's there's a passive and an active, and that she's got both of them. Okay. And so it's yeah. just an interesting kind of new sort of take on on the idea of of how the Vril can inhibit various objects, etc., and what that means for the wielder. Okay. I would say nice. that's kind of making me think about yeah. that yeah. a little bit more. I just had like an epiphany. The story of the sword and Galdinar and Ted Howard's is like a cycle. It's like very cyclical, yes. and like we yeah. saw in issue one that it's essentially. I think the motif of this whole like miniseries is cycle. Like the yes. same cycle, but with different people kind of inhabiting that cycle at different times. Well, because... even the tale of the crystal is a cyclical tale, yeah, yeah as well. So and bringing Ragnarok. that motif, yes, exactly. So bringing that motif back into it also alludes to the thing that you're talking about as well, right? Because like you know, Galdinar, Ted Howard's, they pick up the sword, they fight, and they realize that they, you know, essentially their destiny is to die fighting evil with the sword. And that's sort of what happens with Graf uh, Ling Delgotha in this issue. And I think going forward with, you know, the other characters that we're going to see picking up the sword, I think that's going to be a, like a, a thing with like everything in this series is like kind of elaborating on that like cyclical nature. Right. Yeah. It's like mini yeah, cycles like, within the mini cycles within. Yeah. Cycle. yeah. Yes. I love yeah. that. That, Absolutely. Is, that patterns is really cool. Patterns within patterns yeah. within yeah. patterns. And that's what the wolf here is meant to the wool of this um wolf. this panel where it says i understand where she's the oh, yeah. so good uh, god that is like one of the coolest things ever yeah just Lawrence campbell god great. he's so good i also uh, i forgot to mention i always love when they recreate panels so we get some Witchfinder lost and gone or Witchfinder in the service of angels oh yeah um in the very beginning originally done by ben stenbeck now we get to see some of the panels done by Lawrence campbell so uh, I definitely am going to get some of those and put them side by side for our post this week. So I always like to do that. Witchfinder. 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 <laughs> uh, I love this, like um, like how Danielle was talking about the the spirit and this nether place. It reminds me of Sledgehammer. It reminds me of... Um, yeah. Johan or my like it all the yeah. like there's this yeah the ethereal kind of background it's kind of like that outer realm yeah yeah right but then there's something there's like so many powerful things there that are yes. assisting whoever they want it's like oh, yeah there's order and chaos right some of them are Ogdraham maybe I don't know or they're yeah. they're in different crystals they're maybe housed in different crystals in outer space yeah you know yes. or, yeah yeah so there's you know, even like, like a there's even a story to be told beyond in all of that. You know what well, I mean? All of that dark blue and black. We're, we're all like, we're like all these creatures that are in this nether place that are helping beings, you know, do whatever on earth. You know, what, what about other planets? What about uh, like other places? You know, yes. yeah, because aliens, right. I so mean, alien civilizations stories. exist in this universe. Yes. Like, sure. The visitor, yeah. So, 
Yeah, like the giant eyeballs, the cosmic eyeballs or whatever. Like, who is that? Like, who is yeah. that? <laughs> who are you, cosmic eyeballs? You're looking, you're yeah, telling us all this weird stuff. Like, who is it? Yeah. You're talking right. about the Ogdru him as it relates to the crystal motif, which I think is fascinating. And I love that. And it's exploding my brains even more. Oh, yeah. And I love the uh how we have talked about in the past as of color as a as kind of like a guidepost to this like we have when we look at stuff like that the energy that is um typically associated with that is kind of blue and black and that's mm -hmm. kind of you know you know and then we get this over here which is you know bright orange etc and so that sort of has always been uh, pretty yeah consistent and so that's just anyway all of this is like i have so many different little pieces <laughs> of this and yeah. i'm like what does it mean? Like, there's got to be a bigger picture, and it's just very, uh, yeah. it's, just, it's um, very satisfying to just kind of roll that around yeah. in my skull. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. I'm rotating so. it in my mind. It's exciting. Uh, I was going to say, speaking of like other, you know, beyond like Earth and stuff in this universe, do you guys think we're ever going to get more elaboration on like what exactly the epiphany that Johan had in uh, uh, Hell on Earth, where because mm. there. You know that there's that uh, that issue where he, before he destroys, um, uh, I forget the Ultra Jihad. Yeah, it's it's one of the seven. But he has there's like those those repeating panels that Lawrence Campbell did where it's like multiple Earths, and yes. it seemed to imply right. like a yeah. multiverse type of deal. Yeah, and I'm thinking maybe mm -hmm. that Johan didn't like maybe he literally just went into a different dimension or a different reality with the pieces oh, of the right. There was. Part of me that thought maybe they would bring in the outer verse that Mignola also works on. Yeah. And just like, or oh, they were just like okay. suggested or be like, hey, there's other books to read if you guys Johan want. shows up over there or something. Yeah. Well, because those, you know? those gods, and uh, once you get into Joe Golem and stuff, those gods are, are, I think they're literally described as being outside of the like regular universe. Like they, mm. they literally oh. exist outside of the regular space and time. So I, that, right. that could be a way for if they were wanting to do that, that could be a really easy way to kind yeah, of. Yeah, you those. know, um, man, like, uh, and it, it all blurs together now. But like, I remember there was an interview with John Arcudi, or maybe it was like a podcast that he was on, and like somebody asked him, like they were like, "Oh, well, Johan's dead," and he like gave some cryptic response. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? Like he was like, well, I know where he is or something like that. Or I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's weird. I, I don't know. I have to maybe I'm just making that up, too. But like, I, I swear I there was something like, like that. Yeah. I also feel like it's smart for editors and writers to just leave leave the door open always. Oh, yeah. You know I mean? Yes. You, yeah. you don't want to write yourself into a corner and then no. want right. to go back in the future and be like, oh, shit. I, yeah. I, I filled Wolverine <laughs> full of adamantium. How am I going to change this? <laughs> yeah, we could have had a werewolf yes. vampire. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, that was great. Any uh, any final thoughts on sort of hyperbora number two? There's never final thoughts. There's just ongoing. I know. Right? Thoughts yeah. about it's just this. like until I, could, I stop. We the will recording. keep going. So let's just move on because we'll all keep talking. I'm about excited this to forever. see what this yeah. wolf thing turns out to be because obviously it's a. Oh, we didn't talk about it's so they, a space wolf. They released the cover of what the trade's going to look like, oh, and it yeah. looks so awesome. Oh, oh yeah. my god! If you guys so haven't seen it. Cool. It looks so cool. It's got uh, fucking Galdinar on the cover. Um, oh, it looks nice. really cool. So anyway, um, they've uh, th they've released that. But I'm excited to see what the wolf what what's going to happen with the wolf and the future issues. Um, and maybe we'll come back in a few weeks and talk about issue three. Sending the wolf. 
Yes. <laughs> I think fast, I talk fast, and I need you guys to act fast if you want to get out of this. That's all you need to say. That's all you have to say. <laughs> all right. Um, Hayden, and uh, thanks so much for being with us. Um, you have an awesome show. Plug your podcast really quick for our listeners. It's called Last Book on the Shelf. Uh, we are doing uh, reading one book a month. Uh, me and my two friends, John and TJ, we are reading the book and giving our uh, very shitty takes and uh, brain-dead analysis. Uh, we recently uh, have decided, since we're uh, to do more than one episode a month, we are also kind of doing like movies and TV shows. It's just a yeah, little quick nice. bonus. Uh, we did Tron and Tron Legacy. Uh, that was nice. my friend TJ's pick. Uh, oh, nice. And then... Uh, our next book episode will be over Neuromancer. Okay. Uh, if you're into cyberpunk, sci-fi, you know, stuff like that, you tune into that episode. So it's a book um, club. Yeah, it's literally a book club. Uh, sure. sort so of if you'd like to be a part of this guys. book club, you'd probably love to be a part of that book club. Go check yeah, it out. Except we, we just do uh, we do book books, no, not comic books. Actual Same. book yeah. club. So, yeah, yeah, actual book club. Hayden, I'm actually in the middle. I've read Neuromancer before, but I'm actually in the middle of listening to it to get ready for your neck for that episode. Nice. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we. I think we're uh, we're going to be recording that episode next week, uh, one day, and then my friend TJ usually gets them out uh, a couple days after that, so it should be out pretty soon. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much, and you can check the show notes for the links to that awesome podcast, Last Book on the Shelf. Yes, definitely check it out. It's very good. Thank you. All right. That was a great episode. Thank you guys for joining us. Daniel's just pouting over I here. Am. I am. And and uh, we'll be back soon to talk about issue number three. And now Aubrey's going to say all the things. All right, everybody. Sword of Hyperbia issue two. I mean, that was a fantastic issue. Yeah. I'm really how dare they give us this character? I just keep I, how yeah. dare they give us this character for one issue? I can't stand it. Give anyway. her her own book. Oh, uh, probably. I mean, they got to. Better. I want to know what you thought. Send us at hey, you damn guys at hellboybookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at Hellboy Book Club Podcast and on Instagram and Twitter at Hellboy Book Club. You can find all of our resources on our Podbean website, our Facebook about section, and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. I want to give a, I want to give a special thank you to Wes and Hayden for joining us on this episode. Yes, what a party. Woo-hoo. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Um, thank you, John, for all your editing wizard magic. And thank you, Danielle, for your wonderful insight. This is really good stuff today. <laughs> uh, my fucking bullshittery. Our theme music is by Only Beast. Find the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And if you're there, open it up and give us that five-star review. Everything a little bit helps. So, do it. So that'd be great. <laughs> Next time, we'll be back soon to do sort of Hyperbian 3. But if you want to hear us recently, uh, check us over at Book Club Member Comics, where we're going to be talking about Baltimore. Um, yes. Check our show notes for the links. Uh, yes. Oh, uh okay. we, what are we on the passing stranger yeah we're just starting the passing stranger yeah right? so come on join us over there it's a lot of fun that's for book club members yes and that's you so you guys know what to do tune in next time on the hellboy book club podcast <laughs> thanks for listening everybody i'm john salinas i'm a where bat <laughs> i'm a crystallized frankenstein <laughs> I'm a little bit groggy from just waking up in the corner over there. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a snack? Do you need some, something to eat? Give him some cobbler. I will. Yeah, I know we're all out of cobbler. Ooh, I, yeah. I don't have any more. Oh. We're all out. I uh, What do we got here? I have some. Uh, let's see here. Got some pickles? Yep, we got those. Would you like some of those? Oh, Wake pickles. up in the morning and drink, eat some pickles. Some there pickles. you go. And I'm Aubrey Lovell saying, I choose my own path. Oh, yes. Okay. Nice. Awesome. Woo.